Would you turn, please, to Romans, the third chapter this morning? Romans 3. We began some weeks back on a series we're calling Real Faith. Real Faith. Romans chapter 3 and verse 3. Romans 3 and 3. He said, For what if some did not believe? Shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? These are questions. What's the answer to these questions? What if some don't believe? What if some didn't believe? Does that mean the faith of God doesn't work? No, it does not. Or that God cannot be counted upon when you trust him. The next phrase says, God forbid. (laughs) Strong response. We might say, no way, no how. Right? No. God is faithful, completely to be trusted, and faith in him works. Whether some people don't believe or not, doesn't change. The efficacy of faith and the faithfulness of God. The Weiss translation says, let no one ever think such a thing. Don't even think such a thing. Look with me in 1 Timothy, the first chapter, 1 and verse 4. He said, neither give heed to fables and endless genealogies which minister questions rather than godly edifying which is in faith. There are studies that will leave you with questions. And there are studies that will leave you built up in faith. Don't just... Immerse yourself in things that leave you with questions. Sometimes people think it's a sign of their superior intelligence. That they can ask questions that they think folks can't answer. But all that shows is you don't know something. There's a lot of people that don't know a lot of things. What does that prove? And... This is a very important principle. Back when Phyllis and I first went to uh, Brother Kenneth Hagin's school in Ramah, first few months we were there, we made some friends, some other folks that were first-year students, and uh, Phyllis is a good cook, and uh, she invited them over to our little apartment down in the rough part of town, and they came, and she prepared a good meal. And uh, there were several of us. And we sat down and ate and we had a good meal. And, and then, of course, we're there to go to Bible school. We're being taught every day. We're studying the, the scriptures every day. And somebody brought up a passage of scripture that none of us understood. And we discussed it. And we discussed it. And we discussed it. Must have been for an hour or two. And our conclusion was that it was a difficult passage. (laughs) That was our conclusion. Different ones offered different theories and ideas, but that's pretty much where we wound up, that it was a hard passage. And later, later on, when everybody left, Phyllis and I lay down to go to sleep, and the Spirit of God quickened me. He asked me a question. I don't mean to hurt an audible voice, but inside me, he asked me, he said, Keith, would you like to understand that passage? I thought, well, yes, yes. He said, well, now you're further from understanding it than you've ever been. (laughs) Why? Why? I, I didn't realize what he's talking about, but why? 
The revelation of God, Romans 1 says, is progressive from faith to faith. And we're not believing that we can understand that. We're believing it's hard to understand. And after our discussion, we were more convinced it was hard to understand than before we started. So that's why he said, he told me, you're further from it now than you've ever been. The scripture also says, in his light, we see light. The psalmist said. How does that work? This is how it works. He helped me to see this, well, that very night. I'm puzzled now. I'm thinking, okay, I, we didn't do the right thing, obviously. What should we do? He said, don't focus on, don't think about, don't talk about what you don't know, what you don't have, what you can't do. Talk about what you know, and in the light of that, you'll get more light. Talk about what you have, and in the light of that, you'll begin to see more of what you have. Talk about what you can do. You know, faith won't say, there's no way, no how, we can't do this. Faith will say, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Faith won't say, I just can't understand this. Faith will say, I have an anointing of the Holy One, and I know all things. Faith won't say, I can't get this. Faith will say, the Holy Spirit's my teacher. He leads and guides me into all the truth. He brings things to my remembrance. Even shows me things to come. And it'll say it when in your mind you don't have a clue. Your mind will say, we don't know. You say, shut up. (laughs) Shut up. We know by the anointing. He shows me. And then start talking about what you know. Don't focus on what you don't know. Don't meditate and talk about what you don't have. Or what you think you can't do. That's darkness. It'll lead to more darkness. You'll just become more convinced of what you can't do and what you don't know and what you don't have. If you don't know where else to start, start with this. I'm saved. I'm saved. I'm confident I'm saved. I'm confident my name is in the Lamb's book of life. I'm confident that if I leave here or the trump sounds... I'm going to be with the Lord. In that light, as you stay there and thank God for that, your understanding will be enlightened. You'll start seeing other things that's connected with that. Can you see that? Very important. Say it out loud. Don't talk about. Don't think about. Don't focus on what you don't know, what you don't have. What you can't do. do. That's not how you get more light. That's how you get further from it. Than you've ever been. That's how you get into more darkness. Go around all the time. Thanking God for what you know. Thanking God for what you have. Thanking God for what you can do. And in the light of that. You'll get more light. Praise God. In 1 Timothy 1. And four, don't give heed to fables and endless genealogies which minister questions. Stay away from that. Get involved in godly edifying, which is in faith. Now the end of the commandment is love out of a pure heart and of a good conscience and of faith unfeigned. Now as we've seen before, feign means pretend. So he's saying faith that is not pretend. One translation says faith that is not assumed but real. Another one says not counterfeit faith. Another one says true faith. Another one says genuine faith. Another one says faith in God that's real. So there is that which to the unenlightened It looks like faith, it sounds like faith, but it's not. It's phony. 
It's pretend. I don't want anything to do with that, do you? I want to know what is the real and get rid of the other. There are a number of people that used to talk more about faith, preachers that used to preach more on it, but they prayed things that didn't happen. They said things, they confessed things that didn't come to pass. And so they decided that what they were doing and calling faith doesn't work. And they're right. What many call faith doesn't work because it's not real faith. But we ought to have enough humility to not blame God or blame faith if we didn't get results. What if some did not believe? Shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? No way. No how. God is real. God is faithful. You can count on him. And faith is the way. I said faith is the way. Faith is the way you live. Faith is the way you walk. Faith is the way you overcome the world. Faith is the way you please God. Is it? You do away with that. What do you got? What do you replace faith with? What people wind up doing is replacing faith, responsibility to believe God yourself. They replace it with some version of it's all up to God. Which is not true. Simply not true. Now we've gone over, if you hadn't been with us, we've already gone over about three different kinds of phony faith. And uh, you can go and get the previous messages. It won't cost you anything if you weren't with us. We talked about imitation faith is a form that looks and sounds like faith, but it's not. We talked about presumptuous faith that looks and sounds like faith, but it's not. And we talked lastly about baseless faith. And I really want to go go into that a little bit further and lead into a different kind. Go with me now to the gospel account of Matthew. Get ready for some answers. You know some things and you're about to learn some more things. That's what we're just talking about, about faith. You're not talking about what you don't know. You're talking about we do know something and we're getting more. In Matthew 7, verse 21, Jesus, the master, said this. He said, not everyone that says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. Really? There will be people who say, Lord, Lord, that don't enter in. But... He that what? Doeth. Everybody say doeth. We'd say does today. He that does the will of my Father which is in heaven. Keep reading. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name and in your name have cast out devils and in your name done many wonderful works? I'll profess to them I never knew you. Depart from me that work iniquity. Now let's just stop here. We saw in talking about imitation faith. Those seven sons of Siva. Who tried to imitate Paul. And they were using the same phraseology. That he used. Maybe even taking the same stance. And the same mannerisms. But it didn't work for them. And it's not because authority in the name of Jesus doesn't work and faith doesn't work. It was because they didn't know God like Paul knew God. They hadn't heard from him about this like Paul had heard from God on the things he did. And so you can say, Lord, Lord, and you can quote scriptures and you can say things and do things, but it doesn't mean that you know him. Or that it's the real thing. In verse 24. Therefore. Therefore. Whoso hears these sayings of mine. Now. 
sayings would have to do with the body of his teaching. The things I've told you to do. He that hears these sayings of mine and what? Doeth them. Does them. I liken him to a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell not. Somebody say it didn't fall. It didn't fall. For it was founded upon a rock. Now in this passage, what is being founded on the rock? Many have said, well, it's being built on Jesus. He's the rock. That's true, but that's not what he said here. He is the rock and he is the word. Being built on the rock in this passage is being a doer of what he said. That's what being on the rock is. Verse 26. Everyone that hears these sayings of mine. And what? What's the difference between the two individuals? One did it. One didn't did it. Doeth them not. Shall be likened unto a foolish man. Which built his house upon the sand. Now hold up. Did he build a house too? Yeah, and it might have looked very similar to the other guy's house. The Bible said, unless the Lord builds a house, they labor in vain that built it. Yeah, but you got to realize, said that built it, they got something built. It was just in vain. Everyone that hears these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened to a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. Now, In good weather, a house on the sand seems fine. It seems every bit as good as the house on the rock. In good weather. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew. Which is when you find out what the house was built on. Which is when you find out what the house is built on. The rain descended. The floods came. And the winds blew. Somebody might say, well, I'm going to believe that the rain doesn't fall. And the floods don't come. And the winds don't blow. Not going to work. You're down here. In the midst of a curse-filled earth, the rain's going to fall. The winds are going to blow. The flood's going to come. You can't control everything around you. But you can control your heart and your life and what you do or don't do. All this passage is about Doing what he said. It beat on that house and that house fell and great was the fall or that word is collapse of it. It didn't just get shifted. It completely collapsed. Go with me to Luke because Luke also records this teaching of Jesus and he says a couple of things a little bit differently. Luke 6, 46. Luke 6, 46. He said, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? Now, let's just pause here. Jesus being your Lord means more than a confession. And faith in him is more than talk. I said faith is more than talk. What is it? 1 Corinthians 4.20 or so. It says the kingdom of God is not in word or talk, but it's in power. And just because you say, Lord, Lord, 
doesn't mean that you are walking and living by faith. And if he is your Lord, then you do what he tells you to do. If you run your own life, he's not your Lord. You may confess him as Savior, but if he's your Lord, anybody know what the word Lord means? Lord means he is over you. You are under him. You do what he says. Somebody say Jesus Jesus. is is. Lord. Lord. Now here's the question. Is he your Lord? If he's your Lord, how do you know? How can you tell? You might say, well, I believe in Jesus. James says the demons believe in God. And they tremble and it don't mean a thing. One of the phony faiths is dead faith. As James describes it, faith without action. Faith that is all talk and no do. And this has been confusing because people have heard people say what they considered to be perfect confessions. And then they didn't get results. Well, faith without doing what he said is dead. Dead faith produces no results. Dead faith is not real faith. We need a revelation because we're we're in a society that loves convenience. And especially so where church is concerned. You know, I, I, uh, I told folks at one point, I said, you know, we might, uh, we might get more response if we had a drive-thru. <laughs> People could just drive through and you go, Shandai, be healed, you know. Go, okay. And you, you might say, well, you know, I, I do what the Lord says. That's a big statement. That's a big statement. The truth is, there's a lot of folks that say, Lord, Lord, but they won't do what he said. Here's one. He said, don't worry. Didn't he? He said, don't hold a grudge. Forgive everybody and love everybody. These are not suggestions. He said, tithe. Matthew 23, 23. He told us in Hebrews and other places, don't forsake the assemblings of yourselves. Come to church. Bring how many people that say Jesus is their Lord, but they never go to church? How many people that say they're believers, but they worry all the time? These are just a few examples. You see what I'm talking about? And I'm not pointing a finger at anybody. We need to judge ourselves. But to say, oh, Jesus is my Lord, that's a big statement. He's not our Lord unless we do what he tells us to do. And if we don't do what he tells us to do, our faith is empty talk. And we're built on the sand. And it may look fine as long as the sun's shining. And this happens, this has happened so many times. You can go along for years without a big storm. And your house is on the sand. And you take notes, and you've got books, and you've got tape series. But you hadn't done the thing the Lord's told you to do. But you make all kind of good confessions, and you know the right terminology, and hallelujah. And you may look like a faith man. You may sound like a faith woman, but we will know when the rain starts falling and when the flood starts rising and when the wind kicks up, 50 knots, 60 knots, hurricane winds. How many know when the winds really kick up, you better be anchored to something, right? You, you better have a foundation. We're going to find out about the foundation when it gets rough. 
And you won't know till then. You can maintain a, a look and a sound of it. Keep reading. Why call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? Whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and doeth them. Do you see why I keep talking about being a doer all the time? And do it them. I'll show you, Jesus said, whom he's like. He's like a man which built a house and digged deep. Everybody say dig deep. Digged deep. And he laid the foundation on a rock. Oh, glory to God. Now help me. People have read this and just skip right over. They say, oh, Jesus is the rock and I'm on the rock. That's not what he's saying in this passage. How do you get on the rock? By being a doer of the word. That's the only way you get on the rock. And the more you're a doer, the deeper you dig. Hallelujah. And the more consistent you are in your doing and the more complete you are in doing what he told you to do, the more solidly you are on the rock. Oh, somebody say, on the rock, on the rock. He digged deep. He laid the foundation of a rock. And when, not if, when the flood arose, the storms of life come to all. It's just where we live. When the flood rose and the stream beat vehemently upon the house. This was not a little shower. It was beating this house. It could not shake it. Oh. Oh. The trials and problems of life. Beaten. Beaten on that house. But the house. Didn't even shake. That word shake. Is the same word for waver. No shaking. No wavering. Couldn't shake it. Somebody say could not shake it. Could not shake it. Now see a lot of people will will fall apart. At the first sound of a storm. Because they think being a faith man or woman means you never have a storm. But that's just living in a dream world. And people say, well, this thing has come up, and now I've got to deal with it. It's a lack. It's a need. It's an attack. It's a problem. And a lot of those people will crumble right there. And they go, well, I don't understand. I'm a faith person. This is not supposed to be happening to me. No, honey, we're just now finding out if you are a faith person or not. And your initial response is not looking so good. Now's, I mean, anybody can say I'm healed when you got no symptoms. Anybody can say I'm prosperous when all your bills are paid. I mean, that, that really doesn't take any faith. It's when it doesn't look it. And it doesn't feel it. And you can't see how and you can't see any way. And stuff is beating on you. Now. Now we see. Was it phony faith? Was it empty talk? Was it built on the sand? Or, or do you just dig in deeper and you believe it more than you ever did? And you say it stronger than you ever did? And you do it more than you ever did? If you do that, it can't shake you. It can't shake you. Hallelujah. And when it stops, because it will, no storm lasts forever. When it stops and the sun comes out and the birds sing, you'll be standing there unmoved, unshaken. And God gets the glory. God gets the glory. And tell me, what was your part in this? You did what he told you to do. 
You did it. There's no wonder why Jesus talked about this because Phyllis and I in our pastoring these what soon be 15 years you see this and in our ministry before that the Lord can give you answers for folks. I mean supernaturally. And they say oh yeah yeah that's great that's great and you see them six weeks later well how's it going? Well I hadn't got started on that yet. That's the answer. What are you waiting on? Three months later, six months later, did you do that? Well, no. No. But in their mind, they're faith people. They make confessions. But it's not real faith. Because real faith acts. Real faith does it. And that's the only way you get on the rock. Verse 49. But he that hears... And doeth not. And see that James talks about this. Maybe we'll see it in a moment. James says. If you hear it and don't do it. You wind up deceiving yourself. Just because you've heard it a bunch. You can think. Oh yeah I've known that for years. Well that don't mean you've ever done it. <laughs> oh I, yeah. Man I, I, I was in that meeting back. You know in the 70's. Heard brother so and so preach on that, and I took five pages of notes. And well, that don't mean you did it. But see, you can con yourself into thinking, I, "Yeah, I got this. This is part of my life because I've known it for all these years." And yet, you've never done it. You don't live that way. You're not doing it on a regular basis. And then, when things are not don't work, people they're that startled and and bewildered like I don't understand because in their mind they're a doer because they knew about it all of us need to watch for this he that hears and does not is like a man without a foundation see this is faith with no foundation which is the same as dead faith if you don't act a form of false faith he built a house on the earth Matthew said sand Against which the stream did beat vehemently. And what? Immediately. It fell. And the ruin of that house was great. Now friend. Let your spirit get this. If you had seen these two men. These two people. Before the storm. They would have looked just alike to you. They both heard the same things. They both built the same house. Both of them built a house. They would have looked alike to you. They would have sounded alike to you. One would have looked just as good as the other. You wouldn't have known the difference until (laughs) until the storm hit. And so people sometimes are shocked and go, well, man, you know, when that thing hit, you know, they, they've been going to the church for 20 years or they, they've been in the faith movement for X amount of years. But man, when that thing hit, boom, they just fell immediately. Doesn't mean faith doesn't work. Doesn't mean God let them down. What it can reveal is they didn't do what the Lord told them to do. We've been there. Nobody's pointing any fingers. We already went over just a few. Don't worry. The Lord's not playing about that. He means for you not to worry. Don't let your heart be troubled. Don't let it be afraid. He didn't say try. These are not suggestions. Love each other the way I have loved you. Is he Lord or is he not? Come on, somebody say, Jesus, Jesus, you are are my Lord. Lord. And by your grace, grace, I purpose purpose to do what you say. say. That's the only way your house is built on the rock. Can you say amen? amen? 
Thanks be to God. Hallelujah. Thanks be to God. Go with me to Hebrews 11 if you would. Anybody know what Hebrews 11 is? Hebrews 11 is the great faith chapter. And uh, we know we're seeing real faith in this chapter. No question about it, right? We're seeing real faith here. But I want you to notice a recurring theme. Verse 4. By faith, Abel offered. He did something. Can you see that? Verse 7. By faith, Noah being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared. He did something. It took a lot of work to build that thing. Didn't it? If he hadn't really believed it, he wouldn't have done it. How do we know Abel had faith? He gave. He didn't say, I believe in giving. I'm all for it. (laughs) What did he do? He gave his best, which we all know was fluffy. He didn't talk about giving Fluffy. He didn't think about giving Fluffy. He didn't say, y'all pray that I'll give Fluffy. He didn't say if it comes to that. He actually gave Fluffy as an offering. What did Noah do? He didn't just talk. He didn't just plan. They didn't have ARC committees where they they sought funding, which is the same as not doing anything. (laughs) Oh, Lord, have mercy on us because there's going to be a bunch of people going to stand before the Lord and he's going to say, why didn't you do what I told you to do? Now they're saved. This is not to determine whether they're lost or saved. But did the Bible say we're going to give an account? Right? And he's going to say, why didn't you do what I told you to do? And they're going to say, well, I I didn't have the money. So and so wouldn't give me the money. The denomination wouldn't give me the money. You think that's going to fly? You think that's going to cut it? Oh, he's going to say, well, what about me? I'm your source. I told you. No. So many things conspire to get us to be passive. And the flesh wants to be lazy anyway. Anybody listening? All of us have to overcome the laziness of the flesh and what looks like can't be done because all the voices out here will tell you. The few things that Phyllis and I have been able to follow the Lord in doing. I mean not a one of them did it look like you could do it. Not a one of them did we begin to have the money to even start to do it. Where is it going to come from? You don't know. Except for if he told you to do it. He knows. And if you'll take a step, not talk, not think, not debate, but do things don't start happening until you start doing the sea didn't split until they put their feet in the water come on are y'all with me you got to do Noah prepared he got ready verse 8 by faith When Abraham was called to go into a place which he should have to receive for an inheritance, he what? He obeyed and he did what? Went out. I know of several people that told me, man, if the Lord will get me in shape to where I can go and do this, some of them it was go to Bible school, some of them it was go to the mission field, this thing or that. 
you know, praise God. And within the year, the Lord had paid off their debts and got them money and got them in situation. And so you see them again a year later. Uh, what, how about it? Well, you know, mom and them's, uh, this is going on with them and this is going on with the family and then the other and, and another year passes and another year passes and another year passes and they get divorced and another year passes and they're sick. Big problem. Big problem. Tell me who's Lord. Not your wife. Not mama. Who is Lord? Not you. Not you. Come on, say it out loud like you mean it. Jesus is my Lord. What does that mean? Help me out. What does that mean? That means I do what he says. He's my Lord. My Lord. I don't call anybody else Lord or Master. I only use those terms for him because I only have one Master. I'm not Master. He's Master. I'm not claiming I've always done it perfectly, but it's my heart. And we can repent from past mistakes. And we can mean business today. And that's the only place you find real faith. Is in the doing. You believe it so much. That you quit playing. You quit waiting. You quit talking. You quit delaying. You believe it so you. You do it. And old friend. It is so wonderful. When you step out to obey him. The miracles you'll see. The things that'll start happening, that'll start coming your way. Oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. Phyllis and I were thanking God, like I said, we talked another day about our past. How many times you could have missed God? How many times? If you just hadn't hadn't taken that step. It was a big step for us to leave home and leave everybody and go to Oklahoma. We were little country kids. We'd never been out of town. And it was a big step. No money. Didn't know what to do. But praise God, miracles started happening. The moment you stepped out, it was a step to leave everything you'd built for 20 years and go to Branson and start over. Didn't know anybody? Your flesh can get comfortable. Right? It was a big step to come down here and start another church. That's travel. That's, I mean, recently, I was, Phyllis and I were apart for nearly three weeks. That's how it works. I'm in a meeting, then I'm there, then I'm here, or she's somewhere else. And you, your flesh can say, well, you know, we got a good church. We got this. We got, what, what do we need this other for? You can say, well, we got, we got two churches, we got conferences, we got meetings, and, and we're going to add a daily broadcast. But how many know, if the Lord told you to do it, come on, help me out. If the Lord told you to do it, there's going to be miracles on the other side of it. That's what makes it worth doing. Hallelujah. Saved lives, changed lives, delivered, healed, restored. What's that worth? Because soon we're going to be out of here. And you won't get any reward for laying on the beach. I didn't say you couldn't lay on the beach, but if that's all you do, how much reward are you going to get for playing golf or, or fishing? Or, well, I, I want to retire and, and I want to enjoy my life. You know, friend, now is not time for your reward. Now it's time to work and get something done. Soon you're going to be out of here. Don't try to make this life your all in all. It's about this long. It's time to get something done. Somebody say, I'm a doer. I'm a doer. I'm a doer. Not just a talker. Not just a hearer. I'm a doer. Not a delayer. Not a debater. I'm a doer. Come on, say it out loud. Out of your mouth. I'm a doer. I'm a doer. Now, I know if you've been alive any length of time, you see a lot of people that just talk. 
talk, 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 but they don't show up. You can't count on them. They're not doers. That's not you. Come on, help me out. That's not you. You're not just full of empty talk. That's when we said, I'm a doer. You're saying, I believe what I believe. I mean business with God. He is my Lord and Savior. As you read through this great 11th chapter, you're going to see it over and over and over again that they didn't just talk, they did things. Come on, can you see this? They did things. Go to Mark 14, please. I'm going to read James 2 to you while you're getting settled there in Mark 14. Our confessions are powerless if we won't do what he told us to do. Our confessions must be coupled with doing what he said. In uh, James, he says in James 2.14, What does it profit, my brethren, though a man says he has faith and have not works? Now, the word work is the word for action or doing. We might say it like that. He says he has faith, but he won't do. Can that kind of faith save him? And the answer is no. If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say to them, depart in peace, be warmed and filled. Now see, that sounds good, doesn't it? Notwithstanding, you don't give them those things that are needful to the body. What does it profit? You're saying, I believe in people having their needs met. I believe it. And I'm going to speak it over you too. Be warm. (laughs) Be full. Well, that's great, but you've got to back it up. Amen. I said, you've got to back it up. If you really believe it, there will be a follow-up of action from your ability. Even so, faith, if it doesn't have works, it's dead being alone. A man may say, I, you have faith, I have works. Show me your faith, he said, without your actions. You can't. I'll show you my faith by what I do. By my action. You believe that there's one God. You do well. The devils also believe and tremble. But will you know, O vain man, that faith without action or doing is dead? Abraham had faith. He was justified, though, when he offered Isaac. How do we know he had faith? Oh, I believe God. I trust God. God's my source. I'm in covenant with him. Everything I have is his. Everything I have is yours. We're in covenant, God. We're in covenant. Everything you have is mine. Everything I have is yours. He said, okay, fine. I want Isaac. That's when the music stops. That's what we're about to find out. If you just talk. Or if you believe. His faith was proven. By his actions. Backing up his words. He gives the example of Rahab. She didn't just talk. But she, I mean, she put her whole family in jeopardy by hiding these people. How many are getting the picture? Living a real life of faith is not just coming to church and saying amen once in a while. It gets into your life that there's going to be situations come up all through life and you're going to have to do something. And it's a choice. And it's not going to be comfortable. But if you do it, your house is on the rock. If you don't do it, you may look fine for a while, but when the storm hits, it's going to be a hard fall. Let me give you two quick examples of this. Now, did you go to Mark 14? Hold that place. It's close by. Mark 10, 17. And then we go to Mark 14. Mark 10, 17. When Jesus was gone forth, there came one running and kneeling to him. And he said, good master, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, why callest thou me good? There's none good but one. That's God. You know the commandments. 
Don't commit adultery, don't kill, don't steal, don't bear false witness, defraud not, honor your father and mother. He answered and said to him, Master, all these I've observed from my youth. And Jesus, beholding him, loved him and said to him, One thing you lack. That's pretty good, one thing. But it was a big thing. Sell whatever you have and give to the poor. Now, the Lord didn't tell everybody to do that. Some people try to grab that and, and, and apply that. No. I mean, for instance, Jairus said, I'm going to give half of what I've got. He didn't say, no, you've got to give it all. He commended him. And several other people didn't say anything about this. Why did he bring this up? Because this was this guy's heart. He said, uh, sell what you have, give to the poor. You'll have treasure in heaven and come take up the cross and follow me. And this young man was ecstatic and said, glory to God. That's what I've been looking for. Now I'll have it. We'll all gladly. Uh-uh. What do we find out right here? See, he comes with all the appearance of somebody who sold out, who wants it all. He's kneeling. He's pleading, show me, show me. This eternal life, I want all of it. How do I go all the way with you? Show me. He said, you know the commandments. He said, yeah, yeah, I've done it. I've done it all. And I'm ready to go the rest of the way. He said, okay, liquidate. (laughs) Basically, he said, get your faith out of that. Get your faith in me. Come follow me. How many understand if he had sown all that, is he going to have a harvest or not? Sure he is. But see, he didn't believe the master. He didn't trust him enough to do it. He was sad at that saying and went away grieved for he had great possessions. It sounded like he's somebody hungry for God, somebody willing to pay any price, somebody that wants to go all the way. But it's empty talk. Because when the Lord put his finger on it and said, okay, do this. Peter experienced the same thing. He and the other disciples in chapter 14. Jesus warned them. He said, uh, verse 29, Peter said to him, Mark 14, 29, although all shall be offended, yet will not I. If you read the other accounts, he said, I'll die with you. And the other was chimed in. Well, that sounds good. And Jesus said to him, he said, even this night before the cock crow twice, you'll deny me thrice. But he spoke the more vehemently. If I should die with you, I will not deny you in any wise. So now this is a good confession. This is his faith speaking. Others may leave you, but not me. I will fight with you. I will die with you. I'm with you. Jesus said, "Mm," basically, I'm paraphrasing, not as much as you think. (laughs) And so they went and they prayed. And uh, he told them in verse 34, watch. And and you see the rest of it, he said, watch and pray. Now here's something he told them to do. He went forward, a little fell on the ground and prayed. And verse 37, he comes and finds them sleeping. So did they watch? Did they pray? And he said, Peter, because Peter was the most vocal about it. Are you sleeping? Couldn't you watch one hour? Let's just stop right here. We know the rest of the story. How did Peter do? On his faith. To overcome his fears go all the way with Jesus. He didn't. Why? If you won't do what he said do, your faith is empty talk. He told him what to do. Told them what to do. Watch. That means stay awake. And pray. Watch and help me pray. But see, if you're thinking, I got this. I got this. I don't care if everybody leaves you. I won't leave you. If you won't do what seemingly sounds like a simple thing, 
then you're kidding yourself about the other. You think it, but it's not true. The Lord knows where we are. How many know the Lord knows where you are? He knows where you are. You may think you're at a place, but he knows where you actually are. And so he's going to lead us where we actually are. You may be talking some big faith. I'm claiming this, and I'm confessing this, and I'm claiming. Phyllis, I've seen this so many times with ourselves and other people. You're making this big confession, and the Lord tells you to do something. And it seems small compared to what you're confessing. But the thing is, he knows you're not where you're talking. He wants you to be there, but reality is you're not there today. Do this. And if you won't do it, and you keep talking the big talk, what's going to happen when the storm hits? You ain't on the rock. You built the house. It looks good. It sounds good as long as there's no storm. But you're not doing what he told you to do. He told you to do this. Sometimes it's, it's the most simple things. Years ago, I was speaking many times a week. And uh, sometimes 20 plus times a week. Pushing my, my voice. And I had chronic voice problems. There'd be times I'd lose my voice and, and then it, you know, it's time to speak again. And so I confessed over it, confessed over it, confessed over it, called my voice strong, called my body strong. Months and months, same stuff. And uh, the Lord kept dealing with me. I liked to sleep under a fan without a t-shirt. And it kept coming to me, turn the fan off, put on a t-shirt. But I'd rather confess. <clears throat> now you're laughing. You reckon you ever did anything like this? See, I'm trying to confess something. The Lord's already told me to do something. I'm not going to get results. Unless and until I do what he told me to do. Finally. After a year and a half. Sorry I was that slow, but I was. You get tired of having trouble. Maybe you start paying attention. It kept coming up to me. Kept, so I turned the fan off. Put on a t-shirt. Guess what? No more problems. Your flesh and the rebellious nature of the unrenewed mind. Likes the idea and concept of faith principles. As long as I'm saying what I want and doing what I want. But it can't work apart from a submission to the Lordship of Jesus. And doing what he tells us to do. Talking a bunch of things while not doing what he said is not real faith. It's dead faith according to James. It's a house with no foundation. And when the flood comes, when the storm beats, and it will, it's when we find out who's more than a talker, who's a doer, and who's not. I believe I'm looking at doers. Amen. No matter what you've been last week, last year, I believe I'm looking at doers. I'm looking through the camera at doers. I'm looking in Branson doers. I'm looking at doers all across the country in other countries. Somebody stand up and say, I'm a doer. I'm a doer. Stand up and affirm it. I'm a doer. I'm a doer. I'm a doer of the word of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Just close your eyes and uh, focus on him. And say it out loud. Father God, forgive me for any time. That I ignored what you said. Anytime. I made confessions. That were not in line. What you had already told me to do. You know everything. Nothing is hidden from you. I submit myself. Afresh and anew. To your lordship. I submit myself 
to keep your sayings, to be a doer of your words. And in so doing, my life will be built on the solid rock and the storms of this life shall not shake me. Oh, hallelujah. Lift up your hands. Lift up your voices. Begin to say, thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.